0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today is the second part of our retreat that we had last weekend. It's one of the Joshua retreats we have here at the Joshua House in North Carolina. We do one in the fall, one in the spring. This was the fall one. And this is the second part. Uh, There's a lot of great questions there, and it's really fun to do it in front of a crowd. However, the audio quality isn't the best. We use a different microphone when we're in the greenhouse in the back in front of a whole bunch of people. But I think you'll get the gist of this, and it should be a lot of fun. Before we begin, there's some stuff on the website. It's theteachingsofjoshua.com. There are free meditations. There's the new audio book, A Perception of Reality, and there's uh, a new meditation called The The Neutrality Meditation, so you can check that out there as well. Uh, Also, remember to like and subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends. You all have friends that are interested in this stuff, and if you're not telling about it, you're losing an opportunity to share some great stuff with your friends so share it with them leave a review that's the best thing you can do to help us Uh, put put a review on wherever you listen to the podcast and uh, put a like in there and a subscription and a following and all that great stuff we really appreciate all your support if you have any questions for me at any time you can reach me at garybodley at gmail.com and let's get going with the show
1: we are thrilled to be here
0: So do you have any idea what this group is today? This is a group of those of you who have come together to see this through. Whatever's happened this weekend, you've either been there of support, or you had a manifestation event, but you're going to say, I'm going to see this through. I'm not going to make too many judgments or think that things should be different than they are. I see a resolution that's coming to the end of it, and I'm going to fulfill my idea of this is for me in some way. So you may not know how it's for you in some way yet. You may be on your trip back home. You may arrive back home, and it may occur to you exactly what happened. But every interaction between each of you was what you intended. Every conversation, every friendship, every aha moment, every manifestation event, every decision that you made, every choice that you made, every action you took, whatever it was, whether it was connecting, disconnecting, didn't matter. That was what you intended to discover in this retreat. And so if you can see that the energetics of an event like this, especially in this room right now, is perfect to provide you with everything you need. Then when you return home, you'll notice that whenever you're in some kind of group setting, that you can hold a place of perspective that will allow you to navigate that event or that group setting to receive everything that you are intending to receive in that setting, just like you receive it here. Now, a lot of times what you happen, you go into something like this and you'll be blind to what is possible for you. And you'll just think, well, I'm there for this or that or the other thing. And you'll have an intention or a idea of what should be there. And in that idea of what should be there, you're missing what is there. If you can raise that perspective before going into any event, just like you are right now, if you can see the perfection of this group in this time right now, then you can understand that, well, this is true of every single thing you want. Going into something, maybe it's something you don't wanna do. Maybe it's a meeting you have to attend. It's part of your work, something you have to do. And you go into saying, I just wanna get it over with. I just wanna be on the other side of that and enjoy the evening or the next day or whatever it is. But if you're missing out on what's going on in that setting because that setting cannot be created if it wasn't for you. Every single event that you ever participate in for the rest of your lives will be for you. We don't care what it is. Somebody else's wedding, somebody else's funeral, something that you think is inspiring to do. Whatever it is, it's always for you. If you can understand it's always for you and hold that highest perspective, well, you'll get a lot of things out of that event that you wouldn't get if you had created the perspective or went in there with the perspective of, I don't want to be here. So think about the perspective of, I don't want to be here, I'd rather be somewhere else. I just have to be here because everyone else is doing it. Maybe you're here now in this group and you'd rather be baking cookies or walking the dog or whatever it is. You, from that perspective, will be unavailable to all the ideas that are here for you. But if you come into any setting like this, and whether you think you want to be there or whether you think you're forced to be there, and you just sit back and say, Why am I here? Why am I here? I'm here for me. And this setting was created for you and for you and for all of you individually, from your perspective. It seems like there's a bunch of other people in here, it seems like everyone. As their thing that they're going to be getting out of it. Maybe not you, and maybe you won't understand things. Every single thing is always for you. Every environment is created for you. This whole thing was put together from a non-physical creative space, many energies working. The fact that you had the breath work earlier today, the fact that you have who's in this group now, the fact that other people left, all of that was created so that you could have this moment here. And so if you want to get the most out of any moment, just pretend, just imagine, just think possibly, it's all for you. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start?
1: Hi, gotcha.
2: I want to ask the question that I've asked my entire life that led me right here right now.
0: What's next? That question does not serve you okay maybe it did in the past because it allowed you to have experiences and allowed you to do things beyond what you thought was possible and live in a different way than other people why don't you ask this question what's now what's now
1: yeah what's now
0: that's all you need what's now what's now what's going on what's now who cares what's next okay you have no control over what's next you think you do you wish you did. You only have control over what's now, and what's your control over what's now? We use that term facetiously, but from your perception, what do you? What could you control right now? How I feel. Well, not really, but you could control a choice of perspective in the moment. With every choice, could come a different feeling, but you're not doing it to get the feeling. You're doing it to be either more or aligned with who you truly are to either be more aware of your journey of self discovery in that moment or to be more aware of your presence in the moment. So if you were living in life thinking about that, thinking about the future, worrying about all this and that, thinking about what's next, that would be what's in the future. And so you would be missing what's now. Now, where is your power in the future or now? now? What is that power that you have in the present moment? The power to choose your perspective if you say all my powers in this present moment that's a higher perspective than worrying about what's next okay. you see now will that make you feel better it might make you feel worse yeah. because then you have to say i give up any control about what comes next
1: mm-hmm.
0: what if you just said that i'm i'm totally taken care of in every moment every moment's perfect if i can see the perfection what's next will take care of itself.
1: Okay.
0: Would that make you feel better?
1: Yeah.
0: Why? Why would that make you feel better? You'd have to give up control. Are you willing to give up control? Yeah. No, you're not. No one is. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> no one's
0: willing to give up control because giving up control leaves you vulnerable mm-hmm. to something you may not want. Yeah. But the may not, the thing you may not want is, is obviously an illusion because you cannot get anything you truly don't want. If something happens that you, from your human perspective, judge as not preferred, labeled as not preferred, well, it's controlling what you actually need for your journey of self-discovery. It's controlling all that. So even that preference is a way of controlling what's coming or holding back. Okay. Did you hear our analogy of a roller coaster?
1: Uh-huh.
0: With a steering wheel and brakes,
1: <laughs>
0: you can steer all you want and brake all you want. But what is coming to you based on your perspective is what you need. Okay. Always. You don't need to do anything else. So do what you're doing while you've been here. Just be in the moment. Think about the inspiration that's coming to you and have as much fun as you can. And just don't play your terrible music.
2: <laughs> you, you mean gary's terrible music gary's
0: music is always inspired it's the highest vibrational music of all you can't reach he is a genius when it comes to high vibrational music excellent who's next matilda oh
1: he's so
0: to me push past your fear everyone deserves a good cry your tissues Yeah.
1: look at me
0: so, you have two choices when you ask this question. You can ask for a question that will take you on the fun ride or the scary ride. Which one do you want?
1: The scary ride. Of course. Scary.
0: That's your question. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to go on the scary ride? Why don't you just want to go on the fun ride? Why do you think the scary ride is better than the fun ride? Why are you making everything so hard? Why do you think you need to be different than you are? Why do you think that going on a scary ride gets you closer to being who you truly are than the fun ride? Because you don't think there's any value in lightness and fun and joy unless you've gone through some shit. And so you might even say someone who's had this easy life, well, that life just sucks because they haven't really gone through anything. Because what you're doing is giving what you perceive your life as meaning. You're saying, I went through this shitty life or these issues, whatever they were, to have context so I can come to a greater power or whatever. But you could choose from this point on anything you want. Nothing means anything. You are tending to give a little bit more substance and context to what you think is the scary ride. And you're tending to use that as your excuse to say, I've done something significant. And then you say someone who says, I don't want to do ayahuasca. Well, you have to go on a scary ride. It's the scary ride is the best. And then you talk about how great the scary ride is. What if you just went on a happy ride? What if you just let go and got everything you wanted? You would have to make it scary right now. Because your perception of ease and joy and laughter and fun and lightness and nothing going wrong and perfection and everything wonderful, unicorns and butterflies, it has no meaning. It's fluff. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But that is what this all is. Your perception of it is that it's a scary ride, but it's really butterflies and squirrels and everything sunny, rainbows, unicorns, hats of gold, fairy tales.
3: I don't feel like I have a choice in it.
0: Yes, well, that's how it, all, it will always feel. It will always feel like you have no choice. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We will say that choice that you feel is not yours, will give you that, but that's based on perspective. And the perspective there is that it ha- has to be tough. And it has to be challenging and it has to hurt and it has to do all these things, right? That's one perspective. You could lighten that up. You could choose another perspective. That's your choice. Are you the creator of your reality?
1: Yes.
0: Has everyone come here to be here for you? No. <laughs> right. So that's just a choice of perspective. Yeah. Did Gary build this building for you? No. Choice of perspective. Okay. Now that choice of perspective is indicative of how much you're willing to love yourself and know yourself. Would you prefer to have the perspective that everyone was born, that this was created, that this town was created, your parents were born, they did everything they did for you, everyone you know, all the experience you have, all was done for you and you alone. Would you prefer that perspective to the perspective you have now?
3: So I feel like we, we are all feeling this way when we are kids. And then it goes away eventually, yeah. however fast, depending on the circumstances. I, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when I thought that, right. when I thought everything was, around, like, the universe was revolving. Yes.
1: I remember it.
0: And were you dark and moody and played with monsters and did ayahuasca? Yeah. Or were you out playing in the sun with your friends? Yeah. Making up games? Yeah. Having fun? Mm-hmm. Couldn't wait to get in the morning? Yeah. Sleeping like a baby all night through? Mm-hmm. Right loving your parents, loving everything, everything was great Mm -hmm. until someone told you something and you believed it. Now, if you didn't believe it, where would you be? You'd be out playing with your friends. You'd be using your imagination. Nothing would matter to you knowing you were taken care of. You'd love your parents. You'd love everyone if you didn't have that belief. So you can see that how you were in childhood up to what age? Pick an age. Five. Five, up to five. You were this happy, easy little girl having fun, thinking everything was wonderful, loving everyone. Now that you're, what, 15? Now you're 15. (laughs) Do you believe your parents absolutely love you like you did when you're five? Do you believe that it's worthwhile to just go and play and have nothing else going on? Can you just make up games and think everything's great? Can you still do that? No, because... Something happened between that age and this age. What was it? Some set of beliefs or a mental construct you adopted. That's your choice. That's the choice you have. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that mental construct causes you to feel angst, dissatisfaction, disillusionment. Nothing's working. I've got to seek outside solutions to every issue. It's all outside of me. That mental construct is just the construct of a victim. Everyone has it. Don't worry about it. Everyone has it. Your specific mental construct is different than Tammy's specific mental construct. Do you notice? The, you know how you look compared to Tammy. Tammy is more like the five-year-old, yeah. right?
1: <laughs>
0: would you want to live like Tammy? Mm-hmm. You would. Well you'd have to believe that everyone loves you and everyone thinks you're great. <laughs> and everyone and that there is nothing to do, and you'd have to drive around with your boat on your truck and just find a place to go and just no have no plans whatsoever and just pretty willing that out there just come and stay with someone for two months and have no problem with that. Could you do that?
3: I, I'm just wired like she is,
0: okay, so she's wired differently than you. definitely She's wired differently. Yeah. So they hooked her up and they put a little thing, <laughs> and they did different stuff. And for you, they wired, so there's no control over it because you're just a robot programmed for this thing you got going on. You're wired like this. You have no choice of perspective. Does Tammy have a different perspective of life than you do? Mm-hmm. Would you say that it's higher or lower than yours?
1: Higher.
0: Okay. Do you think that you could choose a slightly higher perspective than you have now? Yes. Excellent. Could you choose another one the next day? Do you want to? Or do you like suffering, discontentment, dissatisfaction, confusion, limitation, lack, worry? Which one do you like? Yeah.
3: As you're mentioning it, um, it feels like
0: a... Feels like you've chosen this one. Mm -hmm. feels like you could choose this one, but you don't think that that would have any context, wouldn't be significant, wouldn't be valuable to just be flying around and kayaking all day. Mm -hmm. You think that by getting in there and mixing it up and being dark and being closed in and being sad and being suicidal and having all these crazy thoughts, that that is somehow Courageous, important, bigger, more intense. I don't feel like I
3: had a choice, but I, I, I hear
1: you. I hear you. You just
0: but... said you could choose a higher perspective. So you absolutely stated that you do have a choice of perspective. Yes. You don't have a choice of outcome. Mm-hmm. You don't have a choice of where you're going to be taken, what's going to happen, based on that perspective of where you are now. Based on the perspective of darkness and struggle and effort and everyone's against me and what's going to happen, based on that, it's simply a layer. We'll say victim victim, victim victim, victim. Less, victim, less, victim less victim, less victim, less victim, more idea of creator, more idea of creator more reality. right? It's just some layer in there. We are saying that if you wanted, you could choose a slightly higher perspective, mm-hmm. which would be lighter easier, less dense, more fun, more enjoyable, more satisfying, more true to who you are. Imagine yourself in the Mm non-physical. Describe that version of you. Probably looks a lot like Tammy. Happy, thrilled, excited, joyful, has nothing else to do, nowhere to go, nothing to prove, nothing to say, nothing to do. Just living in lightness and bliss and joy. That's who you truly are. The difference between the two of you is your feelings. If you get up here, you're just going to feel better. Do you want to feel better? Well, you think you want to feel better because that's the answer, right? But do you really want to feel better? Or do you like being down here? Because you're identifying with that. That's your identity. Mm -hmm. See? You got to let go of that identity and embrace who you truly are. Who you truly are is this version over here. Look at that. That's who you truly are. (laughs) (laughs) This cannot be represented. The contrast here between the two of you. This is no accident. That is who you truly are. This is who you think you are. You are on a journey to go from that to that. Okay. Now, how do you go on that journey? You think more like your inner selves. Everything's great. I'm wonderful. Everything's fine. Everyone's good. Look how beautiful this is. Look how amazing. Look where I am. Look at all I've done. Look how fun this is. It's mm-hmm. so much
1: fun.
3: Mm-hmm. <sighs> no, no, because now I'm like, right. yeah, I can see it. I can, I can see. I know exactly what to do, and I don't do.
1: What, what is there to do?
3: Well, I just, you know, there's things to, like, you know,
0: like what. Like meditating, um,
3: meditating, yoga, like the thing. How about
0: riding a bicycle?
3: No, well, that I do. It doesn't How about
0: chasing butterflies? That's cool. I mean, That's Um, boring uh, to you.
3: That's
0: not. Yeah, riding a bicycle and and having a cup of coffee with friends and writing love letters and just scribbling and doodling and coloring in between the lines and, and just lightening up, Francis. So, all you have a choice in is how to look at your reality and how to look at yourself. It's perspective. You can perceive yourself to be saddled with issues and wired differently than everyone else with a mental construct that is pre programmed into you, or you can believe that that is all a choice and that you could choose anything. How you perceive reality is your culmination of beliefs that you have based in experiences you have. Take that five-year-old and wipe out those experiences and you go back to being that five-year-old in your present body. Wipe out all the living okay. beliefs. that you I found this it.
2: on the web for take that five-year-old and wipe out those experiences and you go back to being a five-year-old. Check it out.
0: It has Matilda's picture.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, so you don't have to go from you to Tammy tomorrow, but you could go to the store and buy an orange shirt and white pants and dye your hair blonde. That'd be a start. Or you could just choose to say, Today I'm going to look at things from a little bit higher perspective. I'm going to think that these people came for me. I'm going to think that when I interact with somebody, there's something for me in that interaction. I'm going to perceive possibly that I'm taken care of, that I'm maybe a little bit more powerful than I think I am. Maybe I can have just a little bit more fun. Maybe I can just do what I'm inspired to do and not worry about it. Maybe I can ease all of this angst and just realize to a little bit higher perspective that things are going well, that it's all part of the journey, that everything's taken care of, that there is no wrong, that everything is happening for you, nothing's happening to you, that you're having these experiences, that you're growing and expanding and getting this idea, and that you got into this chair right now and got a glimpse of what's possible if you think about raising your perspective in every moment. Just that one little idea, raise your perspective about you, because guess what? You did not change from that perfect five-year-old. You did not get imperfect at any point. Nothing actually happened, except you adopted a couple of beliefs here and there. That's it. And those beliefs that you believe are true are not true. They spurred desires that got you to this point, which is excellent, because there are 8 billion people in the world, and here's the top, and you're one of them. How did you get here? Because you're powerful, and you got here anyway.
4: (laughs) Okay, so here is the... Hello, Josh. Oh, I'm actually on the camera. Okay, this is amazing, with the tree. So, inspired by our conversation yesterday and today the question is what is love
0: that's why you're here yeah to discover answer fill in the blanks explore what is love intellectually do you understand what love is
4: i have many different definitions okay it's kind of my what's
0: the when it comes first
4: well First of all, Beatles said, all you need is love. And I was like, yeah, we all talk about it. And then, then we talk about a spectrum of fear to love. And then we all kind of, I define fear as fear that we will be in pain or fear that we will disappear or some suffer in some way. So that's kind of experience of fear. But then what is love, which is a completely opposite spectrum of that. So um, then I have definition of love is safety love is um well safety (laughs) i see i'm blanking here how would i define love love would be um maybe perception of that perfection love would be maybe um perception that everything is right love would be maybe that feeling that our inner being actually has and we can kind of feel that feeling of the inner being and that perception of human being and when we feel that we know that that is love and that also creates the safety so what is love
0: what is love is encompassed with all that love fear fear not knowing
1: mm-hmm.
0: love knowing
4: blank up here
1: <laughs> yeah it is all love, fear, yeah, yeah, love, everything in between. Not knowing, knowing. That's love. All of that is love. Think about this. If you knew everything,
0: would you have any beliefs other than that, knowing? And if you knew everything, what would you know?
4: Everything and nothing
0: everything in between and nothing Mm -hmm. what would you know if you you knew everything what would you know everything you'd know who you are
4: okay Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and that's what love is
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so this entire environment was Mm -hmm. created so you can go from not knowing to knowing
1: Mm -hmm. infinitely Mm -hmm.
0: forever never getting there
1: Mm
0: Always towards the knowing, which now this is the creation of you, your Mm -hmm. life, Mm -hmm. of the universe, of all physical reality. Everything is going from fear to love, from not knowing to knowing infinitely. Mm -hmm. So you're in a journey to knowing. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. That's what love is. So there's a ball out here called love, and here's you. And here's fear, and you're going, being attracted to knowing through all this fear. All the fear is the illusion, or the not knowing, to the knowing, to that. That's all it is. So if you knew what everything was, if you knew that you were all one, you would have the feeling of oneness. If you knew you were always always secure, you'd have the feeling of security. If you knew that you were perfect, you'd have the feeling of perfection. Mm -hmm. That's the feeling of love. Mm -hmm. The knowing of who you truly are encompassed in the feeling of it. And the law of attraction is bringing you to that knowing. So every experience you have is moving towards more knowing. Mm -hmm. Every experience has information that -hmm. you did not have before.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
0: the experiences, the movement through experiences is providing you with information more knowing Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: everything you do that whether you accept it intellectually or Mm -hmm. you really understand it or you ignore it altogether that's the purpose of this movement so let's say that you are born and you transition and you have all these experiences some you think are good experiences some you think are bad experiences but all experiences have information Mm -hmm. by the end of this lifetime, you will have created a unique set of experiences called a life. Mm
1: -hmm. And that
0: will have expanded your soul, because it has more information, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: more understanding of itself, more feelings of love, more feelings of satisfaction, all those feelings now Mm -hmm. because of the life that you've lived. Now, The life you lived could be lived in joy. It would still have all the information. It could have been lived in pain and suffering, and you would have missed some information, Mm -hmm. but you would understand it from the non-physical. So as you're living this life, knowing that every experience has information, as the human, you could hold a perspective high enough that you're living this life for the expansion of your soul or your inner self, being guided through each experience, and gaining as much information about who you are, who Mira is Mm -hmm. in this lifetime. So there's no difference between source, having the the question, or having the thought, who am I? And then what is the source of this question? Creating the universe, Mm -hmm. and then being drawn Mm -hmm. through all experiences, you are one of those Mm -hmm. experiences, Mm -hmm. to a greater understanding of what it is. It is love. Love is knowing. It is all knowing. You see? Now you come in. You're born. You create your universe, and you go through that universe, having experiences and getting interacting and getting information. And from a soul perspective, it's lifetime, infinite lifetimes, mm-hmm. more knowing, more knowing, more knowing. So, source has created the universe. Mm-hmm. Your inner self created its universe, and you mirror created your inner universe and physical mm-hmm. reality.
1: Mm-hmm. All
0: three are doing the same thing, right? You're doing it in a shorter timeline Mm -hmm. because you're more adventurous. There's more going on. It's faster. It's more tangible. It's more interactive. And you're serving Mm -hmm. Source and your inner self at the same time. All three are having this experience for the expansion of it. You get to live it personally. Now, their Source and your inner self are just having a fun time. They don't see anything wrong. All they see is perfection. Mm -hmm. They're holding perfection. Mm -hmm. They're having a great time. It is so fun. No matter what's happening, it's so fun. Mm -hmm. Every horrible experience you've ever had was just fun for them. Now, it could have been fun for you, too, if you had the same perspective. But you adopt a limited perspective for the context, for the meaning of it. See, it gives you meaning. The real expansion is in your perception, your perspective throughout your life. They don't have any meaning in it, right? You're the one who's expanding them. They're not expanding. They are having an observable experience, but don't have any context. You're the one who thinks this is real. So they're experiencing joy the whole time and guiding you, and guiding you by emotion and feelings and all that, and you're the one having this experience. But you could change that experience by coming to a closer perspective to theirs, which means not taking anything seriously going with the flow, realizing it's all perfection. And when you transition, you'll see the perfection in this life. So imagine the discussion you had with Gary earlier, Mm -hmm. where you are in combat and conflict with your mother your whole life. So your whole life you're going, I wish it was different, I wish it was different, I wish it was different. I wish wish she would see me, I wish she would think about me. Mm -hmm. I wish she would love me. And you get to that one point where she growls on her deathbed and you have an epiphany that she lived her life. So you could realize, that love is not validated or gained from outside of you. It can only be done from within.
1: Mm -hmm. How
0: many people get that? Very few. So her whole life was in service. At that moment, that's the highest perspective. Mm -hmm. Now you look back, and if you were that child going through it, you would say, oh, the first time that she said anything about you, you would say, oh, I don't need her love for me. That doesn't mean anything. I need to love myself. You couldn't do done them when you were four years old. You couldn't have done them when you were 10.
4: Yeah. You
0: had to wait until whatever age it was when it happened.
4: Embarrassing. 58. <laughs> well, we will tell you that most people
0: don't get, get it ever. Mm-hmm. Most people don't get it ever. The mm-hmm. fact that you got it was amazing. Cheers mm-hmm. are forming. Toasts are being given in your honor of coming to that realization. Mm-hmm. You see? Most people never get it. You got it. Could you have gotten it earlier? Would it have made a difference? Would it have been something else anyway? Who knows? It had to happen this way because this gave it enough context that it actually resonates with you.
4: And and actually created exactly what you're saying, knowing. And that knowing has particular, I would say, texture to it. And... And it's really like fuzzy and warm and it's really comforting and safe and all of that, but it's kind of that texture. And you said it knowing I, I am just, I think I actually can feel it now that a,
1: knowing a, is, visceral is a visceral knowing, knowing.
4: Yeah.
0: for you. Yeah. That love can come for you. can only come with it and
1: within,
0: it can yeah. never be valid. By yeah. So do you have yeah. any other context in your life where you believe that, It would feel good to have someone else love you.
4: Um, You know, really. Like sometimes I still think that it would be nice if somebody maybe would love me, but then I think, well, that's so stupid. It's like, what is that about anyway?
1: Well, well, maybe it's only mothers. Maybe
0: only mothers should love you, or maybe only mothers should not love you.
1: That all about it. Or is
0: it brothers, sisters, kids? mates friends I, I, should they all love you
1: you
4: know I, I just kind of think like uh i i don't have this thought anymore that oh it would be nice if that person would love me my thought now is like oh, i know that they do
0: well it, okay there's one perspective i know that they do love me yeah or another perspective
4: they don't need to love me that's what how i feel like
0: okay so so that perspective they don't need to love me
4: yeah
0: for you to love yourself
4: or to love them
0: or for you to love them how about this they can't love you until they love themselves it's impossible because they can't see you true they is not possible for anyone to actually love you because to love you they would have to love themselves or they have to know themselves to a certain perspective yeah so they could know you they would have to know themselves first because they before they could start glimpsing at anyone else. Yeah. You see? So let them off the hook. You can't love yeah. me. I don't expect any love from you. Yeah. You can say it all you want. I don't expect it. I love me and I'll express my love to you and whatever you feel like doing is up yeah. to you. I yeah. do not need to control it. I don't care about it. Yeah. You can't love me. And I can express love to you as long as you're not being a trick.
4: Well he was kind of jerk. It's kind of like okay, well you jerk. So it's like okay, off off I go. Like like I it it just really changed very gradually though. But that that experience of my mother dying from deathbed growling at me, it really it was really huge switch. But that huge switch, I would just say, um, it was so huge that it happened to kind of, you know, it happened to turned the wheel in me in very small increments like it could not have been just a, a blossom for me big flip. but now looking back i'm i i just see how like 180 degree actually that was um
0: did your mother know who she was no so how could she love you no exactly does anyone know who they are do you even expect them to probably not so they can't validate you. They don't know you. Yeah. They're perceiving you through their perception of reality yeah. that is based in their mental construct and their belief yeah. system. They see a version of you yeah. that is illusory. That's true. Yeah. And they're applying their perception of everything onto you. Yeah. And how they behave is how they behave. You don't have to buy into that. You don't need them to validate you in any way, shape or form. Yeah. They are simply what would be a mirror to you anyway so if you can't imagine your mother on her deathbed growling at you giving you the message that you can't expect love from me then you can imagine everyone else everyone else growling at you from their deathbed the exact same way
4: yeah and that's okay they can growl like i still love them
0: well when we say growling we say reminding you you can't expect them to love you you yeah. can't expect them to know you yeah they'll be growling at you whenever you are expecting them to
4: yeah
0: the growling comes back in not showing up not being considerate whatever yeah. it is yeah that's the exact same thing yeah that's the thing your mother was doing when you were 10 years old she wasn't actually growling she was dismissing you or yeah
1: oh yeah
0: you were wrong or, oh, yeah. or not being proud of you whatever it was yeah. that was her growling then yeah you didn't see it you thought there was something wrong with you, something wrong yeah. with her, something wrong with conditions, whatever. Yeah. You get to this point now on her deathbed, why would she do something so weird? She'd been doing it every day of your life. Yeah. You just didn't notice. Yeah. This provided context. You got the information.
1: Yes.
0: Now, anytime in your normal reality, you have someone who is showing you a little growl by not seeing you as good in any way. Oh, it's a reminder don't seek validation from them. It's all in here. You're not understanding yourself in this context, in this situation. That's all it is.
4: And I get it now, how love is knowing. Yes, yes it is.
1: I get it. Exactly. Wow. (laughs) Wow, thank you. Chris. Hey Joshua. How are you? Excellent, good. All right. Um, this
0: is a little bit of a lighter question. Uh, I want to talk about naps. So since I've noticed Gary taking more naps, it, it's been great. I've seen the noticeable change for the better. So, and I don't remember where I heard this. This is what I want to ask. Um, I've heard that during your naps or while you're sleeping, you're actually integrating during that time. Can you expand upon that? Or Well, first we'd like to ask you, what is your connotation of the word nap is it a positive thing is it a negative thing is 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 it self-serving is it taking time away from other things you could be doing is it mm-hmm. something that you say well that's really not the kind of thing that i would do it's mm-hmm. a, something someone else would do just the quality of that word the vibration of that word how does it resonate with you no i think i think it's a good thing in the past it would have been negative like oh i could do a million other things and sleep for 20 minutes sort of a lazy man's way out of right, doing what they right. should be but doing perspective is changing now excellent about what sleep is, what dreams are, what you're doing, why you need sleep, why you couldn't be awake more than a week or so without having issues, is you're experiencing expansion throughout the time that you're awake. You are expanding greatly through every moment and every day, you're resisting some of it, you're accepting some of it, and at some point you will be sleeping. At that time, you lay your head down and you're not really your body, you're not out there working all day on the body. In the past, that could have been the thing for the body to rejuvenate itself. Doesn't need that much time. But your mental capacity, we'll even say your brain, needs time to catch up with that expansion. Needs to integrate the expansion. Okay. The dreams are created by your guidance supporters, your inner self, as a sort of playground for you to wrestle with all the expansion that that day, Will catch up with that expansion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you don't have that sleep, you never catch up with the expansion. You're in more and more and more resistance. You're not releasing the resistance or integrating it. And so the you'll start to go crazy because the mind has to keep up with the expansion. Okay. So insanity would be not keeping up with the expansion. Now, if you go 16, 18 hours of expansion, mm-hmm. well, then you're going to have to integrate a lot during the night. Okay. But that's a lot of resistance because it goes on a curve like that. So. Think about waking up, you're in a bit of resistance the time you wake up. It's at 6.59, oh, I woke up too early. Is at 7.01, I woke up too late. Yeah. It's never going to be perfect from your judgment of it. So initially you wake up with some resistance and that gathers more resistance as you go along your day. Eight hours, you're about here. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the day, you go like that. okay, Adding on to the resistance. So, it needs it. so a nap then would be, Waking up, having a little resistance, a little more and more, about here, and then you take a nap and you start over again. Okay, and then you sleep for three, four, five hours, whatever it is, and you go up again. But your judgment of the amount of sleep and quality of sleep that all plays into the resistance too. So if you if you are told you need eight hours sleep, mm-hmm. well, they're talking about people at all levels of of perspective. Yeah, and for many people, sure, you need a lot of sleep. But for those of you who are on these higher perspectives, the sleep itself requires less because you're able to catch up or able to integrate it more quickly. Okay, And then you can be awake more often. Now, the nap doesn't have to be actual sleep. It could be self-reflection, meditation, that sort of thing. If you go on the cycle of sleep and then awake for a while, and then some sort of either sleep or meditation or combination of the both or reflection, and then go, go on again. It'll be a much easier ride, a much smoother ride rather than that, do, that,
1: do, that, do.
0: Okay, like a, like a nice wave. Okay, okay. All right,
4: thank you. That was more the next <laughs>
1: down out here. I appreciate it, thank you. <laughs> Who's next? <Yeah>. Nope. Lisa! <laughs> cool. <Where are> Joshua.
2: Hi. Um, my question is how much is too much freedom for kids?
0: How much is too much control for parents? That's the question you want to ask.
1: Okay.
0: What do you think freedom is for kids?
2: Anything they want to do.
0: Anything they want to do, whatever they want to do. And do you think that's safe or dangerous? Depends. Depends on what? What they're doing. How you judge on their,
2: it? On their choices.
0: Well, they're always guided and they're more tuned to their guides and supporters than you are. You see, you think that, oh, they're running across the street. Ah, that could be dangerous running after a ball and they could be hit by a car. Well, if they're hit by a car, they have to be hit by that car. You cannot save them from being hit by the mm-hmm. car. But what happens? They do get hit by the car. Yeah. Except if you see some ad or some TV show or some tragedy happening and you adopt it yourself as a limiting belief. And so now you have to control them for doing that. Okay, good. If it makes you feel better, control them from that. Well, what else do you need to control them from? Every single thing you think is bad or wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, why are you doing that? Because if something would happen to them, you'd feel bad. Yes, that's all. So work on that limiting belief about how you are feeling good or bad about something and how you are possibly in a bit more resistance than they are. You are possibly at a lower vibrational space relative to Earth than they are. You are possibly maybe even not as quite closely aligned with your inner self as they are. They come into a higher vibration because they are a match of the planet. The planet's increasing its vibration. Humans born decades before were born in the vibration of the Earth then, offered resistance, didn't keep up with the vibration of the planet. And so there are fears that that you have that they do not have. There's connection that you miss that they have, you see. And so we would say practice giving as much freedom to them as they can. Now, you don't have to worry about it because society will also try to control them, too. Mm -hmm. So if you were to say, well, when I take them to a restaurant, I should tell them how to behave. You don't really have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. The next table over will tell them how to behave. The other customers will tell them how to behave. Mm -hmm. The staff will tell them how to behave. What if you were the one who didn't need to control every moment of their life? They would look at you a little bit differently. They would come to you a little more often. They would be more comfortable in your presence. How about if you were able to let them do whatever they want and let them have their own manifestation events while they're young, Mm -hmm. rather than when they're in their twenties and thirties and you're not there to really support them when they come home with a broken toe,
1: you see?
2: Well, because I've actually given my kids a lot of freedom since last year. There's no curfew. Eat what you want. Sleep when you want to sleep. Do your homework if you don't want to, because this mom here is just the Uber driver. (laughs) So it's been working, but then I'm getting resistance from family. How come you're giving them so much freedom? And now my kids literally with all the food that they can eat, they're really you know, and, and so we went to the doctors and they're like, oh, they, they have to lose weight because they're over intaking. So I'm like, oh, you know, but then I'm like, do what feels right for you. And they're like, really, mom, I can have soda. Go ahead, let's do it. You know, so that's that's my.
0: So you were to say that if a child was born, it would have no pre-birth intentions, no connection to its its inner self. No connection to source, source guides, and supporters, and they would have to learn everything from you. Well, that's the prevailing attitude of most parents is that you want to create little perfect components of a society so that they fit in mm-hmm. and that they go and they go to school and they do their homework and they basically miss childhood because they're forced to sit in a classroom and they're made to conform to societal norm. Then they get out of school and they get a job, and they're have to conform to that, conform to that, conform to that. Well, what have they had as a life? It's still expansion, yeah. but it's something not really new. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a programmed life. And so, if you were to say, "I'm opting out of that, and I will let them have their choices and decisions, and treat them as if..." They had their own wherewithal to find inner answers to everything they want. Okay. So you let them eat, let them do where they were, let them stay up late. And they find that they're tired and they don't feel good the next day. Mm-hmm. And maybe along the line there, they have a manifestation event. What do other people think? How do the kids respond to them? And then they make a new decision based on this new input. Maybe they have a manifestation event and feel bad and terrible about it. Maybe they get bullied or teased or something. And they have a new input. They get to think about it Mm -hmm. rather than just being told what to do all the time. They're now thinking about what they're doing. They're now reaching for ideas. They're now raising their perspective on themselves and they're now confiding in you because you've allowed them to have this freedom. They're facing all these events and all this opposition to a societal norm while they're young. Mm -hmm. This starts the ball rolling in their ability to have resilience and other manifestation events in their life and allows them to see that it's not necessary to opt into any social norm that they can actually change or do things outside of that norm and then fine tune that and see how they feel about it. Now, if you could explain feeling, and if you could explain this information to them in your own way, that this is a feeling reality. How do you feel when you eat this food? How do you feel when you drink this drink? How do you feel when you stay up late? How do you feel when you have to wake up and and you didn't get enough sleep and you are a little groggy and you have Mm -hmm. to interact and all the things you have to do? You are just one tiny component of what's going on in their life. If you can teach them how to feel, would they rather feel good or bad? That's up to them. Mm -hmm. They will choose to feel good and they will start to ask, how do I feel good? And then they will connect to their inner self and they will be led on some pathway that you may think is not going the way it should be going to get them to where you think they should go. But that's the idea here. Take them off course, take them out of the norm, try new things, do different things, act differently, be unique, dress unique, speak unique, have ideas about the future that are unique. This is what this generation is going to be asking for. Okay. And freedom from your part, your little ability to add a touch of freedom in their lives is highly, highly, highly beneficial.
2: Yes, because my kids tell their friends, I don't have a curfew. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I sleep whenever. But then when they wake up the next day, they're I'm like, it's your choice. <laughs> you know, and that's it. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who's next?
2: Okay. Oh, oh,
5: oh, my question is more about like grand awakening, grand ascension and the energies. That are happening, you know, beyond us as the unique. I know we're all one, but yeah, more speaking to the, that we are all one and that we are ascending. And if you're either ascending with the energies of the earth or
1: not.
0: We will say that the energy of the earth is a ascending energy anyway and always has been. Mm-hmm. That all life on the planet is keeping up with the energy of the earth by living and dying and living and dying, living and dying. You see? What you have is a society. Let's just say the society of the last 12,000 years, just off the top 12,000 years. And what's ascending is a perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I am worthless.
1: Mm-hmm. I am
0: mm-hmm. worth everything. Mm-hmm. I am nothing. I'm everything. Mm-hmm. It's this idea of, perspective of the individual within their reality. So what would you say awakening is?
6: A higher and higher level of perspective. Of what? Of what? Of who we are. Of Of who you are.
0: So we would say that you are the physical representation of your inner self in this lifetime Mm -hmm. and your perspective compared to the perspective of the Of your inner self how your inner self Mm -hmm. understands itself Mm -hmm. compared to how you understand yourself within Mm -hmm. your reality Mm -hmm. as you understand yourself more as the creator of your reality Mm -hmm. than the victim of your reality Mm -hmm. you are awakening to this idea of who you truly are Mm -hmm. so an awakening would be this idea that who you truly are is more than the skin and bones in your body so how how is that this grand awakening how is that good or bad or indifferent? How does that mean anything at all? Mm-hmm. You see, you are using this term awakening to say, Whew, finally, when these people in fear get up here, we won't have war and chaos and mm-hmm. dissension and all that. Mm-hmm. There will always be those who are existing in the in the mm-hmm. lower dimensions and limits of limitation and disconnection. There's no need for you to need have those ascend with you or wish that. The whole thing does mm-hmm. what's happening in a grand awakening mm-hmm. or an age of awakening mm-hmm. is that you have reached high enough perspectives where you can see those who are still operating in fear from a position of love
5: and like a tipping point of
0: well we portable- sense some control yeah. in there
1: mm-hmm. some
0: <laughs> desire for some outcome sure and in the grand scheme of things it doesn't really matter you see yeah now all that matters is how you perceive yourself in your reality because if you perceive yourself as a creator of your reality, mm-hmm. then if you're perceiving that these people below you need, or for what you perceive are below you, need your help or need someone else's help to get up to where you are, you're doing it because you think it'll make you feel better. And so you're still in the perception that, that outside people and conditions can make you feel anything.
1: Uh-huh.
5: But as Joshua has always told us, as... Earth raises its vibration. If your vibration is too much of a mismatch, essentially, then that's when you transition.
0: And so you're hoping so, to keep up with the earth so you'll yeah. never transition. <laughs> okay.
5: Well, yeah, I'm hoping everyone, yeah, let's be honest. I'm hoping I'm assuming everyone in this room is like somewhat going in the earth's ascension direction. And but I would say a lot of people you are,
0: are. but through life. <laughs> Death, rebirth, yeah. life, mm-hmm, death. Mm-hmm. Rebirth. You wouldn't want to have
1: mm-hmm.
0: this life as Kate last a thousand years. No, you want I to come actually, back and have new experiences,
1: new experiences, yeah. and new lives.
5: I actually have zero fear about death. So I wouldn't even care if I transitioned and then I was coming back. But I still think that many of us are going with the ascension energies.
0: It's Everyone like- is expanding. Yeah. everyone's going with it but will no one's keeping up
5: transitioning well lots of people will be, be transitioning is what i'm
0: yes everyone will transition 100 of them 100 of them i don't think Joshua's ever going to get
4: the. Business. are you wanting you i've tried twice now <laughs> no
0: there is there is no difference those who are living in fear don't even understand
1: what the, it's going what on. the
0: vibration is yeah. or the, that is, they're yeah. keeping up or not keeping up it yeah. doesn't matter to them yeah. You have you ever met a 120-year-old woman who had a terrible life her whole life? Absolutely. More likely than not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just in such fear of death. They'll do anything not to to, to mm-hmm. avoid it. You see? Doesn't matter where you are, mm-hmm. the most brilliant, uh mm-hmm. free-spirited, easygoing, light, effortless experience of life has been left led in the first two weeks, and that was enough. You see? Yeah doesn't matter. Yeah. It's what you're here to experience, how hard, yeah. if you want to hold on to it and grasp at life and hopefully make it linger, you can do that. It's just not going to be fun. Yeah,
5: no, I don't care about that. Exactly. I don't want,
0: yeah. So there is no going to be mass wipeout of some level. It's all mm-hmm. always going to be there. It's always going to be a pretty even distribution as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It'll always be an expanding distribution. As those of you get to even higher perspectives, there'll be. Perspectives that are added onto the bottom, more experience of fear for those who are ready to come. But overall, there's love dripping down and higher perspectives available to everyone. But this is what you're getting to is now you're at a certain stage where the highest perspectives are creating in love.
1: Right.
0: And creating in love trickles down right. and as little tiny ropes for those who grasp onto to climb up yeah. a little bit. That's all it is. So we come and And Gary puts together this podcast, and we share what you're asking. And for many of you, it raises your perspective to a certain level, and you get the benefit of that. And then you start to see yourself in a new way, and you enter lighter dimensions. There's less Mm -hmm. fear. There's more things happening. You're accepting more manifestation events, and you're thinking more about who you are in reality. Awesome. Great. This is what you intended. This is why you're here. Those who didn't intend it will never ever listen to a word of this and if they did they wouldn't understand the first thing right you see there is nothing you have to do for them or anyone else other than you yeah you be you and you just drop your perspective around with who is ever asking or even not even just by being you that perspective is left in this building Mm -hmm. and so tomorrow someone will be walking this building and get this wonderful idea that you dropped here for them to pick up That's how you are serving humanity right now, wherever you go.
3: Just be being beings of love.
0: Well, you are all beings of love. You, How much you know that is your perspective. So just knowing that you're a being of love and then allowing the expression of that love without judgment or fear to mm-hmm. come through you. But if you're asking those in the bottom layers who are still investigating the fear mm-hmm. to rise up to your level, they're not that's not what they're here for right they're here to play the game and this is most allow of society them,
5: allow allow them they they're the creator of their reality there's
0: nothing they can do to, can affect you whatsoever right. nothing they could ever do mm-hmm. you are not a vibrational match to anything other than your perspective yeah. so now your perspective where is it in one area the low that's where all the manifestation events are going to happen mm-hmm. other areas are very high that's where all the fun things are going to happen so just manage your perspective on area, every area of your life. Mm-hmm. And in this case of a mass awakening, mm-hmm. if, if you want to see a, evidence of a mass awakening, mm-hmm. then you will see it. Mm-hmm. But if you're expecting anyone else to come out of it, that mass awakening might be 2% of the planet. Okay. That, ma-
1: that
0: is massive right there.
1: Right, right,
0: right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Okay, so and the other 98% are still yeah, yeah. zipped and shortened. Yeah. Everyone struggling, suffering and discontent, you exist in joy, freedom, love, abundance for you mm-hmm. and not for anyone else. And then that's how you add to the overall benefit of, of the math consciousness.
1: Okay. Thank you. Excellent. Cool. Who's next? Greg. Hi, Joshua. <clears throat> All right. So can you tell us a perspective on this reality that has never been
0: spoken before well certainly everything is right that is a perspective on this reality that has never been spoken before <laughs> okay that, that was, was dropped that are, are you wanting something new have you already gotten that one does that make sense to you are you able to perceive in every moment of your day that everything is right mm, no i try hard so so until you've gotten to that idea the next thing isn't really available to you, but we've come up with other things. Everything is for you, nothing is happening to you. You are the creator of your reality. You don't need to be anything other than you. You can choose any perspective you want. If you want to choose a limited perspective, that's fine, but you'll have certain experiences, decisions, actions, choices based in that perspective. If you want to elevate your perspective, then you'll have different choices based on the difference of perspective. If you think you don't wanna be here, you'll have one set of experience going forward. And if you think I can't wait to be here, it's all for me. And then if you step back and go, why? Why am I even here in the first place? Why am I in this group setting right now? Because it's for me. Always ask why for me. Now, we can drop a few more on you, but until you've got your head around those ones, the other ones will be beyond your ability to see the good in them. So if you're taking someone who's living in a perspective of fear and you say to them, everything's right, well, they have, I don't have money in my bank account, my car just broke down, my wife just left me, I can't find a job, they're never going to say anything's right. Raise a perspective high enough to reach you And you say everything is right, and you don't believe it at first, but you start to think about, well, if I'm seeing something is wrong, maybe that's based in a belief system that is not accurate, based in the illusion. So let's adjust that belief system by processing the limiting beliefs and start to see how everything could possibly be right. Okay, there's a war over there. Well, maybe that's sorting out some sort of conflict within the population over there, their belief system as a whole, it's affecting everyone in there. They're getting to rethink all the ideas that they have in society and their history and their prominence in the world. So they have this war over there. Now from you as an American looking over there, you say that's wrong, possibly. And you say, why is it wrong? All X, Y, and Z, all these things are wrong. Well, that's not helping you to see that as wrong. Raise your perspective, how is it possibly right? Well, you can use your imagination to soften it for yourself to opt out of you needing to pay attention to anything that doesn't matter to you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You go along this for long enough, it'll shift your perspective higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. What is the value of shifting your perspective higher?
4: Um, I mean, there's come some peace from it and uh, just expansion
0: and joy. You're opting out of the fear that exists at the lower levels. So the fear now, while you still may be able to feel it, it is ethereal, it's less intense, doesn't matter. The fear isn't really as they feel it, you feel that. Now, as you soften that and adjust your mental construct, you'll become more emotionally sensitive. So you'll feel more. So the higher perspectives you go, you'll feel more and more and more. Now, is that something you want? Is it good to have strong emotional sensitivity? Well, that has to do with your belief system as well but this is a feeling reality. And so you actually wanna feel more, even when it feels bad, Mm. you wanna feel that feeling. You you came into this reality for the feeling of it. You've been pushing off that feeling, trying to protect yourself from the negative emotion, but what you truly want is that feeling. As you adjust your perspective, what's going to happen is you'll become more emotionally sensitive and you'll feel more. In feeling more, you have a tendency to control more. So it's Mm. interesting. Yeah idea here that as you raise your perspective you're going to want to control more because it's going to feel more. And so you're going to have to let go of that control and allow yourself to feel. Allow yourself to love, to be hurt, to be to be put in situations that test your belief system, to allow your belief system to, to be very fluid and hold on to nothing. And as you raise your perspective, you have to let go of beliefs. And essentially if you raise your perspective all the way to the top, you will let go of everything you believe. Except for one, I am love. Yeah, I have that's that's excellent. I have definitely been feeling more. And yeah, and definitely the urge to
7: control things is is definitely there. So that's that's awesome.
0: Yes. In the lower dimensions of more fear, there's a lot of feeling of control. They have no control and they know it. That feels pretty bad, but they don't aren't very emotionally sensitive. You give up control, you adjust your beliefs, you move to these higher perspectives, there's less fear, but there's more feeling, more intense feeling, and then the old patterns of victimhood come onto play in these higher dimensions that will not work. You'll be faced with conditions, you'll be faced with choices, you'll be asked to move forward, and if you do not move forward, you will... Feel negative emotion. So the fear is in the moving forward. Down here, the fear is simply in the existence. Mm. Up here, the feel, fear is in the moving forward, pushing past the fear to explore new feelings that you don't even know if you want to explore or not. There's nothing tangible to be gained up here because your ideals are softened, and your desires are softened, and your preferences are softened. It's just this moving forward. Highly emotional sensitive, lots of feelings coming in. That's what happens up here. Is that better than down here? It depends on your perspective. Ready for it? Well, you want to be lower, but you are ready for it. You're here, and now you're making choices based on the new version of you. And that new version is more sensitive. Excellent. Now, do you want something new or is that enough? That's that's enough.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Excellent. Who's next? Running ahead of anybody.
6: Okay, so um, my question is I think it's two questions. One is my mother keeps sending me YouTube videos of near death experiences.
0: Excellent. Inspiration.
6: Okay, good. So then the next question is um, obviously, it's for me having these videos come to me. And how often, or is it ever possible that somebody would actually transition, say in their sleep, have a choice to come back without anybody ever knowing, including them? Coming back is an experience too, but we don't remember.
0: The whole thing is an experience. The whole thing is, have you ever noticed that in near-death experiences, they always come back?
6: <laughs> yes,
1: yes,
6: yes. Okay. So, so I guess maybe it's not a near-death experience then. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know what I'm thinking now. Now I'm confused.
0: If the experience yeah. is an experience, if it's for oh. your benefit, yeah. you'll have the experience. And Otherwise it's not experience. And you remember it. Okay. You don't have to always remember it, but yeah. in this case, I why? What is this question really about?
6: Yeah, I I'm not exactly sure. Maybe, Are you thinking
0: you've had an near-death experience well, and don't remember? It's
6: so here's the funny thing: is that the other night, um, I was, I uh was with Mira and we, and I was saying, I feel like I'm going to die tonight. Like it was the most strange feeling. And then I said, but if I die, I won't know until. And then I was, and then I'm in my head. I'm going, okay, if I die, please let me just see. Like, what everything meant when I die. Um, but I want to wake up in the morning.
0: So what you're, Without saying, is, knowing. What you're saying is <laughs> that you would like to see everything as if you had died yeah. <laughs> and see what that was. But you can do that now in meditation easily. Okay. Now, what would you like to see? What would you imagine that you could see in a near-death experience that you cannot see now? well what were you asking to see you wanted to see everything what did you want to see
6: i know i
0: you wanted to see the perfection of your life yeah the perfection of everything
6: yeah which i can which i already i already know that. well you
0: can't really see it but what you want is this confirmation that it really perfect yeah now look at this experience you're having right now
1: yeah
0: is there anything imperfect about it no well sure there is there's there are things that in your perspective are, are imperfect about it
6: Right this very moment
0: if you were going to go in minute detail look around oh this is missing a little bulb there and this is there's a bug over here and uh this person's wearing a t-shirt from a from a sports team I don't like or these sort of things right okay so so you can get the the perspective of perfection to an intellectual understanding yeah. of it everything's right
1: yeah
0: that's all you need yeah that's the generality of everything's right mm-hmm. now if you said that bug is wrong over there you're, you're not perceiving the perfection of it because of that bug for that energy has to be there right there. Yeah. For the distraction of it, for the comfort of others, whatever it is, for the fear that it could drop down in their hair, whatever it is, has to be there. The, the attention being given to that for whoever would see it would be distracting enough so they could by design, miss words, miss ideas, in it right. you know, for them. Yeah, yeah. So the distractions are there because those people are not ready to hear what they're ready to hear. Right. So there'd be, oh, there's a squirrel over here. What I miss? That sort of thing. <laughs> so it's all perfect. All where everyone's see, the sitting is perfect. The energy of it all. Now, all of that goes unseen because you are seeing a minute fraction of what's really going on here. Yeah. If you saw it just of what's going on here, you'd be fixated in the little designs of this microphone here, and you wouldn't see anything else. So you have a broad enough view to take in whatever you can take in, and that's great. That's always depending on your perspective. The higher your perspective, the more you'll be able to take in. At some point, your perspective could be as high as your inner self. Your inner self sees the perfection in it all. You see about five percent perfection, which is which is which is much higher than most people. Right. It's excellent.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: but you do not want to go any further,
1: right?
0: Because as you went up, say two percent more, you would be in fear of these things that you now see that you never saw before. You were, weren't that jump would be too, you know, too unnerving for you. So you go up in little increments, a half. A quarter, an eighth, a sixteenth of a percent higher. Great, that's all you need. There's a little, little smudge higher, and in that new dimension, there are different things to fear. There's different; rea- it's a different reality. There's different things to face. It's more feeling. It's less of the old fear, less of the old limiting beliefs, and more of the new. Mm-hmm. It's perfect for where you are. It's pure perfection. Everything in your life is perfect. Every single thing the more you endeavor to see it, the easier it is to see. And you're at that level when you can start to intellectually understand the perfection of this entire system, including yourself. Mm -hmm. Start with the perfection of yourself first, Mm -hmm. because that's where the most judgment is. If you could be different than you are, you think you'd have a different experience of life. If you could perceive yourself as perfect, you'd have a different experience of life. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing you have any control over, your perspective on yourself,
6: right? Okay, so then back to the near-death experiences, and you said that that was inspiration that my mother is sending me these, or that I'm attracting them, because really it is about me. So why am I attracting near-death experiences?
0: Well, what do you what do you think is the common thread in the near-death experiences that you've paid attention to? The one theme that you could say uh, all of them have in common,
6: yeah, is just. Ooh what people experience like they the transformation that comes out of this fear that <laughs> this fear that people have of dying and then the realization that there is no death okay. and it's all beautiful on the other end
0: perfect so there's no need to fear dying because there okay. is no death
1: yes great okay
0: and that is what you need, but there's many other layers in there yes, as well.
6: There'd have to be because I don't feel like I have this fear of dying. Although, if I was confronted with it sure. immediately, of course, I it, would would to an, it would be it
0: would be an ego reaction to <laughs> just yeah. just as if you were on the edge of a cliff thinking yeah. about jumping off of it. Yes, you would have that fear then. But since that fear is not pervasive in your life, it doesn't stop you from doing things you want to do. Yeah. So the overall perspective on death is there is no death. Yeah. There's only transition back to another, back to your home reality. Yeah. yeah. This is a vacation or an adventure reality that you booked a short little visit to. If you have an experience, you'll be back into your home reality. Mm-hmm. And then you'll do it again and again and again. Because where do you want to be? You want to be in this reality. Yeah. That reality is boring. Yeah. You want to be in this reality. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is where all the action is. Yeah. You know everything in that reality. Yeah. This reality, you get to sit and sort and have conversations. Not much to talk about in that reality. Everyone knows everything. <laughs> have you ever been with someone who knows everything? Not much fun to talk to them. <laughs> you want to have this back and forth discussion, yeah. interaction, investigation. That's what the journey of self discovery is all about. To discover who you are, not really needing to discover anything else. Yeah. The perfection of you. Okay.
6: So these near-death experience videos that I'm getting, I should like be paying more attention.
0: No. You got what you needed to get out of them. That's it. Okay. Now, there are yeah. underlying themes as well. Yeah. A life review. Yeah. So you could say, "All oh, right, well, if I was going to do a life review, what would I look at that I could have done differently? What, were, what would have been the hot? She knows that the highlights of their life is the time that they helped out someone who was in, in line at the, shopping, at the supermarket, didn't have enough money, so they gave them a few extra bucks to buy the thing. In their life review, that pops out. Mm-hmm. That act of love and generosity pops up. And then the all the acts of impatience and control, those pop out. So acting more love, acting less fear, generally you got it. That's it. So there are themes in there. And if they're interesting to you, you'll find them in there. Okay. But they you know what they are.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, good. Thank you. Who's next?
7: So there's all these um energy releasing techniques, and there's Channeling, there's journaling, there's um, limiting belief process, and now there's mushrooms, acid, (laughs) and I'm like, like I just would like Joshua's perspective on all these different techniques because, like now I'm a little overwhelmed.
1: (laughs) Excellent.
0: So you said there's these energy releasing,
7: Emotional. emotional, emotional releasing techniques
0: right okay <laughs> and where is this emotion that's trapped
7: in my body
0: and how did the emotion get trapped there in the first place
7: uh um limiting beliefs
0: you thought something happened to you you had an experience mm-hmm. you thought it was happening to you
7: right right
0: based on limiting beliefs based on your mental contract at the time something happened to you so all the emotion that's trapped in your body was based in your perception of yourself as a victim at something. Something happening to you.
1: Right.
0: Now you have experiences in everything's happening for you. Manifestation events are coming along to point out limiting beliefs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can process all the limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And you can alter that mental construct from victim to creator. As you do that, you will have abilities to release whatever the trapped emotion is. Could be Anything you come into contact with. Could be yoga, Reiki, surgery, anything you want. Could be psychedelics, could be conversation, could be energy healing, could be anything you want. What's coming to you is going to be what's for you. Now, if you have a fear of that, you're either going to do it or not do it. Now, the fear is based on perspective. This thing is wrong. This thing is right. This thing is expensive. This thing is inexpensive. Whatever that perspective is, you will throw it. Does it need to be the best one? It doesn't matter. Just the idea that at some point you felt like a victim, something happened, you internalized that and that created some imbalance. Well, that balance. We'll say it created an energetic place in your body to be released at some point when you're ready to see yourself as a creator. When you're ready to see yourself as a creator, when you've done enough limiting belief forms, the limiting belief forms themselves could be releasing it. Mm-hmm. Covid could have released something for you. Normal cold, an accident—you could have sprained your ankle. These things are releasing, are energetically releasing, and you could just seek a massage or whatever you think is fun. Okay. Now, of those modalities, you have a judgment about what's good and bad, right and wrong. Mm-hmm. If it's coming to you, it's coming for you. So you're still thinking of yourself as the victim. You see,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what is being handed to you? will be up to you to decide if it's for you or not. At that point, you can go inside and you can ask, is this for me? That's all you have to do. All the wisdom is in here. You are guided every step of the way. Now, if you have judgments of it, you're going to not act in fear because your perspective is at that point low. Mm -hmm. If you said, my inner self will always guide me to the best possible modality, no matter what I think about it, and I will at that point make a decision. Either yes or no. Great. But at that point, raise your perspective a little bit and say, How could this be for me? Is this for me? And sure. connect to that.
7: Mm-hmm. Excellent. That makes sense.
0: <laughs> now, have you noticed any energetic blocks in your body that have prevented you from doing anything?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Where are they?
1: I think right here.
0: What is the number one thing? Here. No. What is the number one place in your body? What what is? Is it a pain? Is it discomfort? Is it a disease? What is it? What do you think it is? How do you? How are you noticing it? How does it show for you? Pain, discomfort, ingestion. Well,
7: I mean, I have this trigger finger, but I thought it was because of an old injury. But I've been told it's maybe from that. Or
0: so you're now. You're first. You were saying here.
7: Well, I feel a lot of emotion here. Okay. Well, that's fine. Wanting to be released.
0: That's just. We're talking about a physical, unwanted physical condition in your body. So just your thumb. Right now. Okay. And <laughs> what does the thumb do?
7: Grasps things. I can't well, hold anything you, right now.
0: You can't hold anything, right? right? You can't hold on to anything. Not tightly. Okay. And how about on this hand?
7: Well, yeah, this one okay. works pretty good. <laughs> okay. Now,
0: this, the other hand, the left hand? Yes. Is that your dominant? No. Not? So you're not left-handed? No. Okay. And so what would you hold in this hand that you couldn't hold in this hand?
7: Uh, well, I don't know. What would I hold in this yeah, hand? Yeah. Why
0: wouldn't you just hold everything in this hand? Why do you need to even leave well, this hand?
7: I mean, uh, certain things I have to do with this hand.
0: And what can't you do then? Is there anything you cannot do because of this? Mm.
7: Mm. No, okay. I don't
0: think so. So in this case, it's very mild. It's it just starts in yes. thinking. Maybe you're even looking for something where there's trapped emotion, you see? Now, if you're just doing your work, processing limiting beliefs, not thinking this is a bad thing, not worrying about it, letting it go, mm-hmm. not paying a lot of attention to it, mm-hmm. then you're not necessarily holding it on. And it's not necessarily a trapped emotion because okay. you're doing the work. You're mm-hmm. doing your daily spiritual practice, you're meditating, you're doing all that. Okay. You're, you're easily releasing things over time. When something occurs, like Gary's tendonitis, this is limiting beliefs that he did not process, that he needs to process before he can move on. He can't barely walk. It's obvious that's something he needs to address. Mm-hmm. So he addressed it and addressed it and, addressed, and it's still addressing it. Mm-hmm. And not to get rid of it, but to get more clarity on that mental construct that is now limiting him wasn't limiting in the past. He didn't need to worry about it. Now it is. So when it's now that you haven't addressed a limiting belief, it'll show up. First, it'll show up in thoughts. Then it'll show up possibly in an outside manifestation event that Mm -hmm. you maybe ignore. And the last resort would be the body because you can't ignore the body. Mm -hmm. But if it's mild, no big deal. Do your work. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. If it's a migraine that comes every Sunday and you can't even do anything on the day, then that is something that's coming to you because you cannot ignore it. And you will have to do, you'll have to discover the limiting belief in it. Mm -hmm. Now, you may not know what that limiting belief is. So you'll sit down with the manifestation event form, and you'll describe the pain, describe your emotion around it, and then write down some limiting belief. Mm -hmm. You may do it from your human perspective, wanting to control the migraine and just thinking of what it might be. But if you let that go, your inner self will write it for you. No matter what it is, it's still a limiting belief. So you can still process it. It's still good. But if you do this work to move the condition to something else, you are perceiving that you need to do it.
1: Hmm.
0: And then you're holding on to that whole generality of limiting belief anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to understand that the condition comes to point out a limiting belief. You do the work without attaching it to the, to the remedy to the relief of Mm -hmm. it, because that's a form of control. Mm -hmm. You're not really doing the work. So you let go of any idea of an outcome and just do what's right in front of you. And that'll be enough. So if that's what you're doing every day, you won't have to worry about that because you're releasing it in proper order at the proper time, in the proper amount, as you move forward. Okay. When it shows up really obviously, then you got something more you can do. Until then, you're doing everything right.
7: Okay. Yeah. That was actually really good. Because I that was confusing to me. So
1: awesome. Thank you.
0: Who's next? We have time for one more. One more brave person. Excellent. Silly question.
2: So my silly question is every time I after a shower, I always have to sneeze. I got bloody nose. That's not cute. <laughs> so that's what I noticed.
0: Excellent. So you're in the shower, Mm -hmm. and are you by yourself? Yeah. Okay. You're in the shower, you're by yourself,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and you sneeze.
1: No, that's after the shower.
0: Oh, after you get out of the shower. Okay. Are you still by yourself? Yeah. Okay. Are you still, are you dressed or undressed? Undressed. Okay. What would you prefer? Sneezing there or sneezing on a client? It's wouldn't best. it be nice to get it out now then
1: <laughs> then
0: in some place where yeah. it probably wouldn't be the best thing yes excellent so you're getting everything you need perfectly now what would you prefer no sneezing at all
2: no I just i just noticed that there's
0: a rhythm a rhythm good yeah. there's a rhythm you shower every day
1: mm-hmm.
0: you bathe every day mm-hmm. you brush your teeth every day any these every day perfect rhythm yeah. everything is perfect. everything's working on perfectly for you. this is your complaint you're doing pretty well understand the energetics of everything that's happening it's always perfect it's always for you there is no wrong anywhere the universe and with that we are complete well i hope you enjoyed that episode it was a really fun event we do this every spring and fall um we do it with about 25 people that's about as much capacity as we have here and in the local bed and breakfast so it's really fun we can fit them all into our greenhouse we built out back and it's a great place to do the live seminars and we do breath work and all that stuff too so we'll have one coming up we think it's going to be april 20th if you're interested in reserving a spot for that just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com We'll put announcements out there on the website and stuff. Uh, If you haven't already, you could join our private Facebook group. It's called Friends of Joshua. And uh, go check out the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com and see what's there. There's a lot of free stuff there. Uh, The seven-day course is there. You can do the alignment course. There's some great stuff coming up. Uh, We'll do the next boot camp, right? Just started this uh, fall boot camp right now, but we'll have another one in the spring. So uh, sign up for the newsletter and you'll be uh get all the information when we release it. Also remember to like and subscribe to the podcast, follow it, share it with your friends, share it on Facebook, tell everyone about it, get the audiobook, a perception of Perceptive reality, do all that stuff, and uh, see where your perspective can go. Uh, until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye.